Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 25th. Today we're going to finish up this week's Come Follow Me block in Doctrine and Covenants section 108. And then next week our Come Follow Me block is Doctrine and Covenants section 109 and 110. So just two sections next week, but... 109 is the dedication of the Kirtland Temple, and it is filled with doctrine. I could spend the entire week just talking about all the individual blessings that are promised from the temple. And then 110 is the visitation of Christ, of Moses, Elias, and Elijah, all coming to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery at the Kirtland Temple and the teachings that were given there. So absolutely so much to study next week, and it's absolutely amazing. I can't wait for these sections. In fact, I've been looking forward to these sections all year. But let's finish up this week in Doctrine and Covenants section 108. Now, 108 is a fantastic section. It was given to a man named Lyman Sherman, who isn't a household name usually when it comes to church history, but this guy was absolutely amazing. Fun fact about Lyman Sherman, he was the only person in the history of the church to have been called as a member of the Quorum of the Twelve, but to never have been notified or ordained to that calling. He was called to the Quorum of the Twelve when Joseph Smith was in Liberty Jail. And by the time news had reached Brigham Young about that calling, Lyman was sick and they thought it was better just not to tell him because it looked like he would pass away. And he did eventually pass away. And so he was never notified or ordained to that calling, but was called as a member of the Quorum of the Twelve. But here in section 108, he was part of the presidency of the 70. And I absolutely love what this can teach us because here Lyman is wanting to know what he can do. He's been given a patriarchal blessing, and in that patriarchal blessing, he's told that he is going to gather Zion, that he is going to do all these great things to build up the kingdom of God. And now he's a member of the presidency of the 70, and he goes to Joseph because he's received inspiration that he needs to receive a revelation from Joseph Smith. And so he goes to Joseph and he asks for a revelation. And what we have because of that earnest desire to know what he should do. And because of his desire to follow the prompting to ask Joseph, we now have section 108. I absolutely love what we can learn from that example, because I think all of us at one time or another have found ourselves asking, okay, well, what should I do? Here I am. I've got this calling. I know what the ultimate goal is here. I know what I want, but what do I do? How do I get there? And oftentimes we wonder and we struggle with those questions. But I love here that Lyman Sherman teaches us that we can go to the Lord and we can obtain revelations for ourselves to know what to do and how to act and how to fulfill everything that's asked of us. So let's start in verse one. Verse one says, Verily thus saith the Lord unto you, my servant Lyman, your sins are forgiven you because you have obeyed my voice in coming hither this morning to receive counsel of him whom I have appointed. Now, what I love here in this verse is, could there be a better gift than that of hearing the Lord say, you know what, your sins are forgiven. You're good. I absolutely love that and long for that often and often find myself approaching the Lord asking for that same confirmation that Lyman receives here. But what I love about this is the reason why the Lord says your sins are forgiven. Lyman didn't go to Joseph saying, well, can you ask the Lord if I'm forgiven? Can you ask the Lord if I'm okay in his standing? 
Rather, he was seeking knowledge on how to fulfill his calling and received revelation that he should go to Joseph Smith and ask. But here, this scripture says, your sins are forgiven because you obeyed. I asked you to do something, meaning he asked him to go to Joseph for a revelation, and he listened. He obeyed his promptings, and because of that, he obtained this forgiveness or this cleansing power of the atonement in his life. In the book True to the Faith, it says, Full obedience brings the complete power of the gospel into your life, including increased strength to overcome your weaknesses. This obedience includes actions you might not initially consider part of repentance, such as attending meetings, paying tithing, giving service, and forgiving others. The Lord promised, He that repents and does the commandments of the Lord shall be forgiven. So I love what this verse can teach us, that as we are completely obedient, as we heed the voice of the Lord, whether it's from the prophets, whether it's from the scriptures, whether it's from the commandments and covenants that we've made, or as we do our best to follow personal revelation and promptings, we are given this promise that obedience is all part of the repentance process. And through that obedience, because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can obtain this same forgiveness of sin that God is offering Lyman here. I absolutely love that principle. And it's something that maybe we don't talk about enough because I'm not sure I fully understood it before now. And then the Lord in verse two is going to give him just kind of one last bit of reassurance. He says, therefore, let your soul be at rest concerning your spiritual standing and resist no more my voice. Now, Lyman must have been doing a good job at not resisting his voice, because he is following a prompting to go to the prophet and ask for a revelation. We don't know the full story. Maybe the Lord had to kick him in the pants a few times to get him there. But we do know that because of his obedience, the Lord then says, look, your sins are forgiven you, and you can be at rest concerning your spiritual standing. What an incredible blessing offered to those who are willing to obey, to be at rest concerning your spiritual standing. It reminds me of a talk given by Elder Scott in 2004 called Peace of Conscience, Peace of Mind. And in that, he talks about kind of the difference between peace of conscience and peace of mind. Peace of mind comes from external things, such as the condition of the world, the news, things that are going on outside of us. But he says peace of conscience is being at peace with who we are and where we are in our standing with God. He said that in order to have true peace of mind, we have to have peace of conscience. But even when we have peace of conscience, we still might have unsettled times when we don't experience peace of mind. But speaking of this idea of let your souls be at rest concerning your spiritual standing, Elder Scott said, God wants each of his children to enjoy the transcendent blessing of peace of conscience. A tranquil conscience invites freedom from anguish, sorrow, guilt, shame, and self-condemnation. It provides a foundation for happiness. My friends, if we are to obtain a true and a full and a lasting happiness and joy in this life, then we have to experience this peace of conscience. We can never have a full and complete peace of mind in this life until we experience this peace of conscience until we can experience this feeling, just like Lyman experienced here, where the Lord said, let your soul be at rest concerning your spiritual standing. 
What a beautiful blessing and what an incredible feeling that must have been for him to let his soul be at rest. My friends, it's my testimony that because of the atonement of Jesus Christ and on the condition of our repentance and our obedience, that we can experience this same peace of conscience. We can experience that same rest. When the Savior invites us to come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, that is a promise that's made to us because of his atonement, because of his grace, because of his mercy. My friends, I testify that as we turn to him, as we trust in that mercy, as we trust in that grace, then we can obtain that peace of conscience, that rest that he promises us. And we can also obtain the blessing that he promises Lyman here in verse 8, when he promises, I am with you to bless you and deliver you forever. My friends, I testify that he is a God of deliverance, and that if we let him, he is able to reach his hand into our lives and bless us beyond all understanding. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.